Y'all ready to get in the word this morning? Oh, praise the Lord. Some of y'all are like, I don't know, Pastor, what are you doing? Well, I'm glad you're here this morning because we got a doozy for you. Can I get an amen from somebody? Amen. Some of y'all are like, Pastor, I don't, I don't, I don't what, what, I, there's a reason why I didn't really tell you where I was going. And let me explain to you why I didn't tell you where I was going. Because when I preach this message, people skip church. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When I preach this, y'all are like, oh, buckle your seatbelts. You're right. Buckle them really tight because you're going to be in for a ride for about the next 35 to 40 minutes. And I need you to hang on to your britches. But let me help you with something. I didn't come to play nice this morning. I came to fight something. Okay, so I, I want to say this real quick before I get into this message this morning. Uh, I, I said to you that how many of you have felt like all hell has broken loose this week? All hell has come at you this week. Well, my wife and I, have we've been literally day after day after day after day after day, all the way until yesterday, have been fighting different scenarios. And, and we're like, what in the world is going on? And when I was preparing for this weekend, I really contemplated whether or not to even preach this message. Because let me be honest, I've preached this message a couple of times. And I felt like, well, I'm just going to regurgitate in there. It's going to hear the same old message, and it's going to be the same old thing. And, but God says, no, all that warfare that you went through is because the enemy didn't want you delivering this message this morning. So I need you to go ahead and do this. And I need you to understand, I did not sleep last night. So, yes, there's a lot of caffeine in this system this morning. But I did not sleep because of all the stuff that I have to deal with walking into this message. You cannot rest when you get all this stuff in your spirit. So let me start this, to, let me start this morning with just this simple scripture right here. Watch, you ready? But if you refuse, Joshua chapter 24, 24, verse 14, it says 15, it says this. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you'll serve. Would you prefer the gods of your ancestors that your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Can I, can I just go back for just a moment, and I want to look at the beginning of this scripture, but if you refuse to serve the Lord. Now, I need to say this to you real fast, because in order for us to walk through this section of, of message this morning, I need you to understand you're going to have to make a choice today. This is, not, this is not a suggestion. This message is not a suggestion. This message is bringing wisdom and truth to a situation that we have deemed very comfortable and very convenient to our walk as believers. When in fact, the church has made it easier to do it rather than walk us away from it. We've walked the church right into it. You still know, you don't know where I'm going yet? I'm going to help you get there. But it says there, it says, but if you refuse to serve the Lord, if you refuse to serve the Lord, then you have to choose. And when it says to about the gods of the Euphrates or the ones over the land, they're referring back to uh, pagan gods. They're saying, listen, Christ came in to save you from your pagan, hedonistic lifestyle, your sinful ways to take you out of your servanthood to the gods of this world into the king of kings and the Lord of lords. But you still have to choose which God you're going to serve. Let's be honest. You're going to serve something. It says one day every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. Trust me, you're either going to confess heaven or you're going to confess hell. We're going to pick one of them. So, Pastor, what, what, what are we getting into? Well, I'm glad you asked because uh, this morning... I just want to deal with this, a message called Deceived, the truth about your favorite holiday, Halloween. Pastor, please don't go here. Don't touch my Halloween. I like my bags of candy. I like my stuff. You also like trying to find out if there's drugs or needles or razor blades in the candy that your kids got from the house down the street. I get it. Uh, I, I like to dress up. I like to wear costumes. I like to be somebody that I'm not one day a year. I'm trying to work with you for a second. How many of you in this room have ever gone trick-or-treating? Amen. I'm in the right house this morning. Pastor, I'm going to help you. Listen, let me just say this to you because I need you to understand that this, there should be a warning sign on this message that says this 
will challenge you. This will frustrate you. This will make you want to walk out the room. Oh, I've seen it all. I've had people tell me when I get ready to preach this message, I'm not coming to church on that Sunday. Why? Because you're going to talk about Halloween and I'm not giving up my Halloween. But so you want to claim God, but then claim something else at the same time. This morning, I'm here to give you truth. And I hope that by the time we're done this morning, this is not a holy roller message. This is something that I feel like we have ignored in the church and we still play the game. And, and I'm having to teach my kids. So if I'm teaching my children, I might as well teach you. So I'm going to ask that you hang loose for a little bit. If I offend you, I'm sorry, but I didn't come to be your buddy. See, it gets quiet when you start doing this stuff. Because everybody's like, no, pastor, tell us the sweet message. No, I don't want to tell you the sweet message. I want to give you the truth this morning. Like I said, I didn't announce I was doing this because I didn't want you to stay home. I wanted you to come and hear this. But, Pastor, I've heard it before. Well, maybe you need to hear it again because if you're still celebrating, you didn't listen the first three times. Because there is no way you can hear the word of God and hear the truth of God and hear the wisdom of God and then reject God and say, God, I'm going to choose my ways. That's choosing sin over the Savior. I'm, I'm just being nice. Look, come back next week. I'll tell you how to be a better believer. I'll tell you how to walk in what Jesus is going to give for you. But today, I'm going to tell you what he's already done and what you keep dabbling in. Pastor, you're going overboard with this stuff, but I need you to understand I'm not here to hurt you. I'm here to give you wisdom. Because my position as pastor is to lead you, not to just say okay to wherever you are, but to help you get to the place God is calling you. Listen, you're going to believe what you want to believe. I can't change that. You can walk out of this room and reject everything that comes out of my mouth, but let me say this to you. Information will give you revelation. And facts always override feelings. So this morning, I need to help you understand what we're dealing with or even what you and I have been desensitized to. We have sensationalized this day, and it is my responsibility to expose it. Let me, let me just say this to you real quick. We have neighbors, right? And they're like, can you, you want to come trick-or-treating? And my kids go, Dad, can we go trick-or-treating? They know what the answer is. The answer is what, Hope? No. Pastor, you're not letting your kids be kids. No, I'm not letting my kids do things that demons do. Oh, I'm going to help you. You're going to get messed up in a second. Some of you kids are going to be like, I want my candy. Go to the store. Buy a bag. Eat the sucker. <laughs> you don't have to trick or treat to get candy, Jack. I will give you the $5 to buy the bag if it keeps you off the streets. Why? Because I think what we've done is we've sensationalized demons, witches, warlocks. Okay, I, I, was, I was driving through my neighborhood yesterday night. And I'm pulling in, and you pull in, there's a skull coming at the ground, and there's a flashing light shooting at it. And I'm like, what is that foolishness? Then I turn and look over here, and there's little witches flying with a light show all over the front of their house. And, oh, it's no big deal. And then there's a, a cute little ghost going, boo, off the side of the house. Oh, it's cute. No, let me help you with something. If you're sitting in your home and a ghost shows up, are you going, ooh, that's cute? <laughs> oh, look, the ghost came to say boo. Oh, come here, ghost, let me hug you. This is not Casper, Jack. Would you invite a witch or a warlock into your home? No, but we'll paint our houses with them. We'll put them in our front yards. Okay, will you go dig up a dead corpse this afternoon and go put it in your living room on the couch next to you to watch the Saints game? No, but you'll have them crawling up out your floor. It's amazing to me what we've done. We wonder why God is a second thought, is an afterthought rather than the forethought. We wonder why the things of eternity are not on the minds of people anymore. Is because we have become very accustomed to the ways of death. Come on, work with me for a second. Watch TV just a moment. It's every year, every year. Every, is, it not, is it just me? Every year, the movies come out crazier and crazier. Like, I'm sitting in the theater, and I got a good strength to be able to deal with a lot of things, but I'm sitting there going, ha-ha, no 
Last night, my wife and I sit in bed, and we, we like to watch some of these little shows, and, and I heard about this show, and I turned it on. I think we lasted, what, 15 seconds, maybe 20? The music kicked on, a little bit awkward, click, click. My spirit said, uh-uh, not today. Mm-mm, not before I go to bed. Mm-mm, no, 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 no. Ooh, I like to be scared. Do you really? Do you really like? Oh, Pastor, I just enjoy being scared. You know there's a thing called fight or flight? Fight or flight. That is a real thing. You're either going to run or you're going to fight somebody. I have a tendency to bow up. When I was 18 years old, I went through a thing called JC's Haunted House. I punched a dude square in the face because he came around the corner and jumped at me. <laughs> what up? My bad. I'm sorry. I, I, I couldn't help it. You jumped. I, I met you. I'm sorry. Tiff and I got married the first three years. She came around the corner one night. I came into my house. She jumped out. She almost went level like this. <laughs> I, I don't do, do well with scared. I don't do well with fear. But we've made fear a thrill. But God hasn't given you the spirit of fear. Who has? Oh, no, my friends, my neighbors, the, the haunted house down the road. No, 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 no. None of that stuff you're going to find in the kingdom of God. But yet we want to play with it here, but then go to heaven and go, oh, look, you're going to be really disappointed when they don't celebrate Halloween in heaven. Anybody ever wondered what Halloween really is? Really? You ever wonder what? Any, how many of y'all know what Halloween is? Good. That means you've heard the message a couple of times. Hopefully, if you now know what Halloween is, you don't keep celebrating it. But, but, but let me give you this video real quick. Maybe this will... Maybe this will help you a little bit. It's kind of like a, another reason to spend money, so it's just like a commercial thing. I don't know exactly where or when it originated. I know it's from Hocus Pocus. They said it was the one night of the year that the dead get to come back. All Hallows Eve, isn't it? From back in the day when, was it like a pagan festival? Or? Well, at home, um, it's just a tradition. For yeah, we grew up with trick-or-treating, and yeah, for us, it's just something that we grew up with. It's like kids come to your door, you give them candy, and it makes them happy, and I'm not really sure where it began. Or They just wanted to give kids a good time instead of, like, scaring them. I don't know. Good question. <laughs> that scares away evil spirits. You put them in your window at home and then their spirits won't come. I think it is just what it is. Uh, for me, it's about the children. I think it's good in the sense that it's a reason to go out and bond with your family. The dental industry probably loves it, you know, getting a lot of business from kids with rotting teeth, but... That's brilliant! <laughs> I think it... Right now, it's not good, just because there's nothing behind it. That, that's really our, our answers for 90% of Halloween, is it's just another night. It's just fun and games. It's just that. But can I ask you this question? Not only what is Halloween, but why do you celebrate Halloween? If you understand that the enemy is trapped inside of Halloween, why do you celebrate Halloween? When you ask this question, most people can't answer it because the most answers are, well, we've always done it that way. I hate to break it to you, but we celebrated Halloween as kids. We dressed up and went trick-or-treating. We went into haunted houses. We, and we grew up in the church. The problem was, is no pastor ever stood at a pulpit and said, time out. We just made it acceptable. We made it comfortable. We made it convenient. We made it part of your existence. But how can you celebrate the things of life and celebrate the things that are ungodly all at the same time? 
How can you walk into a moment? So somebody says, well, Pastor, why can't we do an alternative to Halloween? Why can't we do something to get them off the streets? Because I'm not going to even pay attention to the day. Because if I even pay attention to the day, I am now celebrating the day. I am celebrating something that has got a complete demonic demon influence on it. And I'm going to help you understand that. Are you ready this morning? I said, are you ready this morning? Well, good. Let me give you some history. Over 300 years before Christ was born, there was a civilization called the Celtics or the Celts. In the Celtic civilization, there was a group that controlled the people called the Druids. Druids were pagan priests. Let me give you the definition of a pagan. A pagan is a member of a religious or spiritual or cultural community based on the worship of nature or the earth. Another definition of the word pagan is an irreligious or hedonistic person. So we all understand definitions, so we make sure that we're all on the same page. Let me give you what a hedonist is. A hedonist is a person whose life is devoted to the pursuit of pleasure and self-gratification. Does anybody know anybody that's a hedonist? I know a bunch of them. Some of y'all aren't going to raise your hands. No, that's, that's demonic. No, read the definition again because there's nothing demonic about that statement. There's nothing demon transferred in the statement. A person whose life is devoted to the pursuit of pleasure and self-gratification. Anybody know anybody like that in this room? Good. Next time you see that friend, go, you're a hedonist, and watch them freak out. You're a hedonist. Ah! They'll freak out. Okay. So this, this thing started over 300 years ago. This all started with the Druids in a celebration or festival of the dead. The festival is called this. It's called Semhen, or how you should pronounce it is Sawin. Okay, this is a festival of the dead. During this celebration, the Celts or the Celts believed that as we moved from one year to the next, the dead and the living would overlap and demons would roam the earth again. It gets quiet. They believed that the veil between the earth and the spirit realm was the thinnest and that it was the perfect opportunity for those spirits to return. And that celebration is on... October 31st. That is what is celebrated on that day. But instead of me being the one that always has to tell you the truth, let me give it to you from the perspective of actual witches. Check this one out. This is a time of magic. It's the witch's annual final exam. Finding and attuning our consciousness so that we can access these different brainwaves and these forms of connection. And each time we do, we strengthen that connection. I think the veil between spirit and the world is thinner, so there's more um, possibilities of experiences. That's when we revere them, for that is the date of the year when the veil between this world here, the seen, and that world there, the unseen, is at its thinnest. Also a time where the veils between um, the spirit world and the, ma the mundane world are very thin. So it's very easy to contact spirits that you may have had hard times with. No, you're not nuts, it's just Samhain. I'm here to do a video on Samhain. So Samhain is October 31st and it falls on Halloween. The most blessed day of the year for pagans, witches, and Wiccans is finally here. And it allows for a better communication with those who've gone before. That's why when we do our ritual and we open up that circle, we're inviting them to come to our circle, come share the firelight that we prepared for them. Because you're getting a whole lot of more psychic information. You know, the psychic first line, so to speak, 
you're just getting a lot more input. I think October around Halloween is when it's the most uh, evident. It can be really become more out. And it is the time for spirit work and darker forms of magic. Um, I highly recommend doing um, any sorts of blood work, any sorts of cursing or hexing that you have planned to do. It just, it really excites me. Anybody feel weird yet? Anybody feel ungodly right now? Aren't you glad you're in the house of God hearing about this rather than checking this out on your own? Because the more every year I get into this stuff and the more I research this stuff, the more it takes me longer to come out of it because it's so demonic. You, the deeper you look, the worse things you find. This is just scratching the surface. And I know you go, but Pastor, we're in our neighborhood and we're going trick-or-treating door-to-door. There's none of this going on in my neighborhood, but it's still the day. It's still the moment. Let me ask you a question. If we celebrate Halloween one day a year, would we, would we do the same thing on Christmas? Would you break out all the stuff? Would you dress up? Would you do all these things on Christmas? No, that's Jesus' day. Why does Jesus only have one day? And then you give the devil another one? No, no, no. When Jesus came, he says the old has passed away. All things have become new. He released us from the bondage of the pagan lifestyle, of the demonic lifestyle. And why do we even go back thinking it's okay? It's not okay. This event is nothing more than just pure a celebration. The souls of the dead would come back to their homes and the people that lived there were to entertain them and also have food for them. This was what this, this celebration was all about. Watch this. They believed that if you did not provide food and shelter on that night, evil spirits would come and put a spell on you and cause havoc for you and your family. They would perform a trick on you. But if they were satisfied, they would leave a treat. The spirits would come to trick or treat. They would wear costumes made from the heads and furs of animals and read fortunes. They would celebrate the end of their year by dressing up as what they believed the evil spirit looked like. This dressing up was a defense mechanism. If you encountered a real demon roaming the earth, they would think you were one of them. Pastor, my, my kid just wears Spider-Man. That's not demonic. It's not that Spider-Man's demonic. Spider-Man's cool. Spider-Man's awesome. My kid's got Spider-Man underoos. Amen. If you're old, you know what underoos are. Amen. You know, you work with me for a second. Some of these people are like, underoos, what is that? You, you, you didn't get the cool T-shirt and underwear and run around with your cape when we were kids. Amen. Uh, but, 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 but there's nothing wrong with Spider-Man. There's nothing wrong with Marvel characters. There's not. But there's a problem when we have to dress up and disguise ourselves. Because this is no different than what they did during that celebration. They dressed up as something else to play a part in the midst of the celebration. And then they would go door to door hoping that the demons that were supposedly roaming the earth would not see them or would not get them. And yet now we do this and we've made it light. We've made it comfortable. We've made it easy. Oh, it's not a big deal. Walmart, Walmart sells millions of costumes every year. I thought this was amazing. Even Home Depot has jumped on the craze because it said that this year, $15 billion will be spent on Halloween alone in America. $15 billion. Don't tell me we're in a recession, baby, when you can put warlocks in your front yard. Don't tell me that economy is at its worst it's ever been when we can afford these things. I, I can't even take my kids to Home Depot to buy a screwdriver and a piece of wood anymore without my kids going, I don't want to go that way because that is not cool. Now I have to be careful where I take my children. There's a store right here in Slidell that opens up every year just during Halloween. Do you know how much money they make during the months leading up to Halloween? 
It's a costume store, and they, they, they lovingly call it Spirit. If that doesn't tell you anything, I don't know what does. But if you walk in the store, I found out, I researched this the other day. The Spirit store is nationwide, nationwide. You ready for this? And they, they said that $15 billion will be spent this year. I read that nationwide Spirit will make, of that $15 billion, six. That's why they only open for two months every year and close their doors. Because we have become comfortable to dead things. Oh, it's just a demon. It's just a warlock. It's just a scary monster. It's just a this. It's just a that. What do you think God's doing? Do you think God's going, that's okay. I made that. That's good stuff. Or is God sitting in heaven screaming, please don't touch that. I saved you from that. I, re I retrieved you from the depths of that. Please stop picking up the dead things and let the living live and let the dead things die. This dressing up was a defense mechanism. I said this before. If, we, if they encountered the real demon roaming the earth, they would think you were one of them. So when we go from door to door dressed up as whatever and say trick or treat, then we are reenacting what the evil spirits would do. We're playing a reenactment on a Spider-Man level. It's just me being Spider-Man. Watch this. Y'all remember when you were kids and you go trick-or-treating? The one house you wouldn't go to was the one house that didn't have what on? The lights, right? Why did you not go up to that house that didn't have lights on? I'm going to tell you why I didn't go. It wasn't because that house, we knew that house was closed. It was because that house was spooky. We're walking down the street. It's dark. That house is dark. I'm not going up that front door because I don't know what's on the other side of that door. Did you ever wonder why you were scared of the dark house? But you weren't scared of the lit up house. Because we were created by God to not be afraid of the light, but to run from darkness. But yet we will embrace the darkness and hope that there's light. I watched a video the other day from a church uh, media company that says, don't be that house. Don't turn your lights off. Turn your light on and be a light in darkness. Shut up. Why don't you just walk away from the thing completely and go do something else? My kids go, Dad, what are we going to do on Halloween? I don't have a clue because there's no Halloween in my existence. It's October 31st. That's all it is to me. It's another date on the calendar before we go into November 1st, where we go from demons, witches, and warlocks to pumpkins and corn and scarecrows and, yay, it's fall weather, and pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> we go from this to this. Could you imagine if we as the church just finally said, you know what, enough's enough, we're not entertaining this? Look, if, if there's a church out there that wants to do trunk or treat, a church out there that wants to have a Halloween alternative, that's their choice. That's not my choice as the pastor of this house. I refuse to entertain the day. I don't even see it. Why? Because I spent my existence to move, remove the enemy from my life. Why would I bring him back into my life? Let me give you a name real quick. I didn't even put this in the message, but there's a guy by the name of Johnny Ramirez. If you go look online and you want to see something, go watch this dude's interview. He was a Satanist. He was marriage was performed on Halloween. He will tell you point blank, if you are a believer celebrating Halloween in any form, you have invited that spirit into your existence and you will wonder why there is a struggle in your life. And he'll start telling you why. And the stuff he talks about, don't let your kids watch because it'll jack them up. Okay? Let, let, me, let, me square, let me share the scripture with you real quick. Because I think we, think we still think, well, pastor, it's still not that big a deal. You haven't given me any reason to believe that this is not a big deal. Well, let me, let me give you this scripture real quick. Ephesians 5, 10 through 11 says, carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Mm. Take no part in worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. Doesn't your scripture say to flee the very appearance of evil? 
the appearance. Okay, so, so I'm going to go today, while you're sitting in the room, I'm going to go to the spirit store. I'm going to buy one of their costumes on the shelves, which I will just let you know, it is a warlock costume where they actually sell a pentagram that goes with the costume. And I'm going to come in next Sunday, and I'm going to walk to the platform during service, ready to preach in that priest's uniform. How long are you going to stay in the room? I'm out. But yet, this whatever day, October 31st, we'll celebrate it. Oh, it's just a warlock. Are you catching where I'm going now? It's amazing what we'll just, we won't put up with. We won't put up with it, with it in church, but baby, out in my neighborhood when we enjoy it. Why? Either we are gods or we're not. Either we are saved or we're not. Either we are in the world or we're not. There is none of this gray area in the middle. Well, it's okay for some and it's not okay for others. It's either right or it's wrong. It's either holy or unholy. It's either righteous or unrighteous. Pastor, why do you have to be so black and white? Because the Bible says that gray, lukewarm, gets spewed out. Nobody wants to be black and white anymore. Unfortunately, y'all got a pastor that only talks in black and white. I don't like gray areas because gray areas create confusion. Gray areas create doubt. Gray, er gray areas cause sin. So I'm telling you, either you're going to have to choose. I started beginning this. Choose you this day whom you'll serve. But as for me, the Dean family, and my children, we're going to serve God. We're going to choose God over dressing up. Why do I want to invest in companies that want me to play the game on October 31st? I'm not investing. I'm going to go spend time with my family. You heard one of those ladies goes, that's a good time to spend with the family. So you only need October 31st to spend time with your family? You've been waiting all year for that one day so you can go hang out with your kids? No, baby, we're going to go hang out, but we don't need Halloween to do it because we already hang out. See, this is what I'm saying. This is that There's so many thoughts, but it says, take no part in worthless deeds of evil, darkness. Instead, expose them. That's why I'm standing here. You might not like me right now. You might want to run out of the room. You might be turning me off. You might be playing on your phone, but let me help you with something. Hell and demons are real. So play on your phone. Ignore me while you sit in this room. But baby, when October 31st comes and you feel weird, remember what I told you about. Watch this. Can we prove it to you? Watch this. There's a man by the name of Antoine LaVey. Antoine LaVey is the founder of the Satanist church. See, you don't get into his stuff because it'll trip you out. He is the founder of the Satanist church. This is what he says about Halloween. You ready for this? This is disgusting. I get nauseous every time. I'm glad that Christian parents... Allow their kids to worship the devil at least one night out of the year. At least we can get the one night to introduce them to the occult. That is the leader. He's dead now, but that is the leader of the Satanist church. That is what he said. And if you want to take it even further, watch this. I'm going to, look, I'm going to leave his picture up so you can get a little creeped out while he's standing there. Amen. But let me give you, because I decided to go to the Satanist website and find out what they said. Here it comes. Satanist church response to Halloween from the Satanist website. We see this holiday as the night when the normal people try to reach down inside and touch the darkness, which for Satanists is a daily mode of existence. Particularly in the United States, Halloween is a time for celebrating monster films, wearing costumes, and frightening nature and evoking the thrill of fun fear. Children of all ages can indulge their fantasies by wearing costumes that allow for intense role-playing and release of their dem demonic cores. The parts of their personalities often hidden from their friends, coworkers, and families. Let me stop right there for just a second. I am nauseated by some of the people that claim to be believers, and I'm watching them go to Halloween parties and watching what they wear, and they look like, hmm. 
Like they leave nothing to the imagination. Through their, through, their, through their our traditions, making this an occasion for recalling the dead. It has been popularized as a time to play with what historically were fears directed towards what were thought to be unquiet spirits and the departed. And the grand tradition question, traditional question, trick or treat, has become a means for fulfilling an indulgence in sweets without the need to resort to the optional forcible persuasion or demonic possession. I'm not done yet. Satanists embrace what this holiday has become and do not feel the need to be tied to ancient practices. This night, we smile at the amateur explorers of their own inner darkness, for we know that they enjoy their brief dip into the pool of the shadow world. We encourage their dark fantasies, the candied indulgence, and the wide-ranging invoking of spirits of our philosophy while tolerating some of the chintzy versions, even if it's but once a year. For the rest of the time when those not of our underworld shake their heads and wonder at us, we can point out that they may find some understanding by examining their own All Hallows' Eve doings or Halloween celebrations. So the Satanist church is watching us as believers dress up in costumes and play trick-or-treat and laughing because they're winning. They're celebrating. Pastor, it's just a costume. It's just candy. But it's so much more than that. I asked you if I could wear a, a, a demonic priest outfit on a Sunday morning to preach, and you told me no. Then why can we entertain witches and demons and Casper the Friendly Ghost at our homes? Shouldn't our homes be where Christ dwells as well? Shouldn't our neighborhoods be where Christ dwells as well? I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I will abandon anything that is contrary to my scripture that says that it is of the enemy or of the devil. So I'm going to flee from it, even at the option of my children not being popular kids. But let me help you with something. Let one kid sit down in my living room and ask me why my kids don't celebrate Halloween. They'll get this same presentation. Why? Because I feel like we should all know. How many times have we dressed up? How many times have we dressed our children up, sent them out to go trick-or-treating because it's harmless fun, having no idea what was really going on the whole time? Can I get an amen from somebody? You did not know. You did not know. We did it. We didn't know. We dressed up like Dracula. We dressed up all kinds of stuff. Never did a witch. That was weird. And if I was dressed up as a witch, you'd question a lot of things. Um, but, but, but what I'm saying is, is that we, we did a lot of stupid stuff. We stood in the bushes, tried to scare the snot out of people. We created haunted houses in our front yard. I'll never forget my brother had a really good friend named Anthony who was really into horror flicks. Horrible, like so demonic, it would just freak me out. But I mean, he came to the house one Halloween, and I remember they made one kid like literally fall out and into a spasm in the front yard. I'm sitting up in the upper room because I was grounded because I acted like a dummy on Halloween, and um, and I had to watch it from my window. But I remember going, "That that kid's never going to be the same. He he, that kid's marked forever." But we find funny, we find it funny. I, I'm still looking for the person who enjoys to be scared. I'm still looking for the person in the room. I have all pastor. I love to be scared. I look forward to it every day of my life. I love being in fear. Let me say this to you, and I'm going to say this. It's going to be very uncomfortable. If you love fear, then you lack faith. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, but I have to be real. Because you cannot embrace faith and fear simultaneously. But we keep saying, Pastor, this is just, it's not harmless. Okay, let me give you another one. You ready? This is Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 9. This is after 
people have been delivered. It says, when you enter the land of the Lord your God, that the Lord your God is giving, be very careful not to imitate the detestable customs of the nations living there. I'll give you a little bit more. For example, never sacrifice your son or daughter as a burnt offering. And do not let your people practice fortune telling or use sorcery or interpret omens or engage in witchcraft. Do I need to read that to you again? This is scripture. This is not Pastor Brian making this sucker up as he goes. Let me give it to you again. In the first five books of the scriptures, us setting the course of where we'll be as believers, this is what he says. Do not let your people practice fortune telling, use sorcery, interpret omens, or engage in witchcraft. Or cast spells or function as mediums or psychics or call forth the spirits of the dead. I'm just giving you scripture. Help me, Jesus. Here it goes a little further. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. Pastor, Jesus is love. Yeah, and God's a father. It is because the other nations have done these detestable things that the Lord your God will drive them out ahead of you. But you must be blameless before the Lord your God. The nations you are about to displace consult sorcerers and fortune tellers, but the Lord your God forbids you to do such things. Pastor, I want to go see a medium. No! Is that loud enough for you? I want to go see a psychic. No! That is half of the volume that heaven is screaming at you when you make that decision. That's probably not even a sixteenth of the volume. Because with God and all the angels yelling at you, telling you not to do it, it's much louder than that. But for some reason, we're looking for answers. Why is it that we have not decided that the answer is in this book? We want the world to tell us because your flesh wants flesh. But your spirit desires the spirit. Why is it that our spirits are now overridden by the flesh, but yet we still call ourselves believers? Once again, why do you celebrate Halloween? Halloween is steadily becoming uh, a rec recognized cult holiday. It's a recognized holiday. T-shirts all over the uh, schools, uh, everything. It's, it's Halloween. It's, it's crazy. But they now have to send notices home that they're going to have a Halloween party. You know what they get back with my kids? No. I don't care. I, I, can, I just be, can I just be honest? With you? My, both my big kids are sitting in the room. I don't care if they're not happy. I don't care if they're disappointed. Pastor, you're such a mean dad. No, I'm protecting them. Raise a child in the way they should go, and when they get older, they won't depart. Why would I let them entertain something that could get them later? Okay, watch this. Federal court. Federal court. Here you go. Here's a good story. Federal judge has set the wheels in motion to force a federal correctional facility in Jefferson County, Colorado, to allow a prisoner to perform a satanic ritual on Halloween. Judge Edward Nottingham issued a preliminary injunction allowing the ritual, even though the prisoner admits it includes a destruction ritual in which he visualizes the death of his enemies. Federal court permitting it. The military, U.S. Air Force physical therapist who says she has been a practicing witch for four years, won permission to take Halloween and seven other days off as a religious holiday. A spokesman at Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio said regulations require that Patricia Hutchins be accorded the same freedom to express her religious beliefs as any other religious believer. Here's a good one for you right in your own backyard, New Orleans. The Voodoo Museum in New Orleans usually offers a special Halloween ritual in which people may see true voodoo rites and a summons of dead people. But it's no big deal. It's not a big deal. As long as I don't go around it, I can dance around it, but I'm, but, you know, I'm, not, Pastor, I'm, not, I'm not having seances. Oh, let me give you one more. Let me give you some more. There's all kinds of symbolism that we've been desensitized by culture to overlook. Is the pumpkin bad? Pumpkin pie? 
good. If you like pumpkin pie, I like pumpkin pie. Carved pumpkins were created as good luck charms placed at the door or in windows to ward off evil spirits. Skeletons represent death and hopelessness. A black cat represents a spirit guide dwelled in the cat for the witch. Most decor has to do with something dead coming to life. You can pick up crazy stuff at the store. Let, let me give you this one. I, I saw this one, and I videoed this one, uh, and, and then I found a better video, so I ended up posting this one. This one's pretty good. Watch this. We have this is the forest, forest demon. demon. Oh, he looks cool. Oh, he looks cool. Look at this. What's he got in his fingers? He's got a pine cone. Does that have to go in? Yeah, I think, I think it is. But then look at this guy. Oh. <laughs> what? What? I'll gladly take yours too. I, did you see that little girl's face? Did you see it? Oh, but it's okay. It's just fun. Wait, I saw this one. This was right here in Slidell. If you can't see it, I'll move away. This is a demon. This thing stands at least 10 feet tall, and it's holding the feet of a baby who's bleeding out of its face. You can buy this and put this in your front yard today for a cool cost of $300. But you can do it because it's okay. It's, it's not a problem. Or, or we get this video. Here's a good one. Here's another one. Sometimes the other kids look right through me like I'm not even there. Oh. But you know Whoa. That one did scare you, didn't it? <laughs> yes. All right, let's go around. Let's see what else got. Oh. I see dead people. I see ghosts. I see the things that hate you the most. <laughs> you know what bothers me? You know what bothers me about that clip more than anything? The dad. I want to beat that dad senseless. I literally want to find that man and pummel my fist into his face repetitively in Jesus' name. <laughs> because that man is laughing while that little girl is running in fear. Did you, did you hear what that little girl said? She says, I see dead people. I see ghosts. I see the things that hate you the most. But it's not a big deal. I didn't buy it. But we're still celebrating it. I want to see places like Spirit go out of business. Not keep getting funded. I want to see Halloween across the board. Churches all across the nation go, you know what? We don't even see that holiday. We don't even see the day. We ignore it. It's not existent. Because let me help you with something. What you pay attention to and breathe life into will have existence in and around you. But if you ignore it and make it, I'm, I'm saying still take a stand. But if you don't celebrate it, then they don't have anybody to make money off of. See, I, I, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm stirring some junk right now. Because people, some of y'all look at me like, I didn't want to hear this today. I'm sorry. Or I'm not. It blows my mind how we can just still be okay. You can now go online and get a satanic kit to perform rituals. Did you know this? You can buy them on Amazon. More TV shows, more scary stuff every year. Go watch Disney Channel. Ah! I like Disney Channel until Halloween. And then it gets weird. Oh, we got a Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, Pastor, don't go tacking her. You know the little amulet she wears on her chest? And the reason I know is because I looked into it. Let me tell you, let me tell you a quick story. There's a spirit animal that lives in that that was put in there by a witch. It gives Sabrina the ability to talk to animals. It's just Sabrina. She's a cute little princess. Yay. 
So then they had to come up with another, car, another cartoon this couple years ago to tell us how the spirit got in the emulate in Sabrina. Because this is what we do. We just keep making it easier and easier. Do you know Satan doesn't come and just slam it in front of you? He feeds it to you bits at a time till you become comfortable until you don't see it. And then he finds you and he catches you. Can I, can I just say this to you for a second? Can I, just, can I just throw this one at you just for just a second? If what you're watching at home, the Spirit of God cannot sit next to you and watch, stop. See, y'all, I love y'all. I love y'all. I do. I do. But I'm about to get real tight real quick. Because, because I don't think we get it. Now, I'm just going to say it honestly. I don't think some of y'all get it. I think some of y'all are comfortable with it. It's just fun. It's just fun. Okay, let's say that tonight when you go to bed, Satan himself is going to come into your bedroom. From the mouths of babes. But I'll go entertain everything else. What you going to do when it becomes a reality? Because I've talked to people in my lifetime that it's a real thing too. It's a real thing too. It's a real thing too. Did you think that hell didn't exist? If you don't think hell exists, please tell me why you serve God. Because if you don't think hell exists, you probably don't think heaven exists. Because what would you need heaven for if you don't believe there's a hell? He's going to exist till you end and you can roll out. Here's what I think is funny. You can pick these up. You can pick them up at Walmart. A Ouija board, haunted seance board. You pick up all this stuff. They're right on the shelves. 699, 799, it's all yours. Take it home. It's fun. It's Pastor says the Ouija board. It's all fake. Okay, here we go. What, what, what about our kids? What, what about our kids? Well, let me give you another one. I'm, I'm trying to get through this so I can get you home. Amen. I know you want to get to the Saints game, but you don't want to hear about Halloween, but that's okay. Let me give this to you. School in Milwaukee. This is the statement. This is the news article. It says, he's scared now to go to bed at night, to be in the dark, anything alone. A Milwaukee mom has stated of her five-year-old kindergartner who has been having nightmares thanks to his teacher. Around Halloween, the kindergarten teacher, according to the email she sent to the mother, brought in a Ouija board to the classroom. The teacher went on to explain that they weren't really conjuring up spirits and that they used the Ouija board for fun because the kids begged the teacher for scary stories. However, the mom's son told a different story. He said the teacher shut off the lights Friday, February 24th, at the school, uh, and she pulled the Ouija board out and encouraged the kids to talk to spirits. But it's just for fun. We become so desensitized to this event, to the things of darkness. No wonder the church is not as bright any longer. We've brought darkness into it. And every year it just gets worse. Today the pictures, movies, TV shows, costumes, and decorations full of gruesome, gory, fearful, and immoral stuff don't affect us. This has all become the norm. We've accepted it. No wonder the crucifixion of Jesus doesn't even bother us anymore like it should.
why do you show all that? Because if that doesn't bother you, then nothing will. We have subscribed to blood and guts, horror movies, demonic influence, death. And now that death doesn't even phase us. Because it's just another horror movie. It's just another storyline. It's just another moment. Let me say this to you as your pastor because I love you. If you continue to celebrate the things of the devil, then that will no longer have value in your existence. Because the Bible says that if you reject the cross, it's if Christ never paid the price. And you are now subject to the things that Christ saved you from. Pastor, does it have to be this real? I don't know. What would Jesus tell you if he was here? See, a lot of times as a pastor, I have to spend my existence wondering not what Brian would say in a moment, not what Brian would do in a moment of the church, but, but what would Jesus say in this moment? If he were to engage you, if this was the synagogue, if this was the temple and Jesus were to walk in, what would he say to the masses? I, I really believe he would say this. What are we doing, church? You're my bride. Why are you signing up for things that will not bring you life but only bring you death? Why are you saying it's okay? Because let me help you with something. If we're okay with, with this inception, if we're okay with Halloween, we'll be okay with pornography. We'll be okay with lust. We'll be okay with cheating on our spouses. We'll be okay with beating our children. We'll be okay with everything because now the enemy has won because now he reigns not just in your heart but even in your mind. See, I watched that. That's the worst horror movie I've ever seen. Every time I watch that, I feel like something's ripped out from me, and I can't even imagine what he would go through. But here's the crazy part. When I see it, I don't want to run away. I want to run too. That doesn't make me fight or flight. That makes me fall on my knees and say, God, I won't touch anything that your blood came to cover. Can I say this to you? Stop wiping the blood of the lamb off of your body so that you can pick up the things of this world. But let it cover you so it'll keep those things away from you. It's okay. It's just this one moment. It's not just a moment. It's a lifetime. The enemy doesn't come for a moment. He comes to kill for a lifetime. He comes to destroy for a lifetime. He comes to remove for a lifetime. Don't let him in. Stop entertaining things that God's hands is not on. Don't, and I'm going to say this to you very strong, and this is my Paul moment of this message. Do not, and I mean do not, call yourself a believer. If all this is okay to you, because you have been deceived, and you have believed the father of lies, and you have now made him your king. Pastor, da, 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 da. I know that this, this isn't popular. This isn't a great topic. This is not, I'm not excited about church. Good, you shouldn't be right now. You should be excited to get rid of anything that looks anything alternate, the things of God. Is it really just like that? I don't know, you tell me. What's God coming for? A broken, spotted bride or a spotless one? Is he coming for somebody who will entertain the things of the occult or is he coming for somebody that will reject the things that came to kill you? For the enemy comes to do what? Steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life. And life what? More abundantly. In other words, you're going to have to reject the world to gain him. I did all of this not to make you angry. 
I did all this to expose the darkness because when I'm done with this race and I march my happy little behind into the heavens and I get to that gate, God's going to ask me, what'd you do there? Did you let them just enjoy it? Tiff and I have talked about it over the years. Let's just create an alternative. And, and it was like, no, my spirit said, don't you do it. Run, run, flee. The very appearance, flee it. Just go away from it. Tell the kids, tell the parents, go do something with your kids. Go hang out with them. Go play in the park. I don't know, do something. It's not a holiday. It's just another day. It's just another day. What doesn't get celebrated disappears. Stop celebrating it. Walk away from it. Dad, I want to get candy. I will take you to Walmart and buy you five bags of candy. If that's really what you want. I will fill up whatever bag you bring me. I will fill that sucker. It'll be worth it to me. Just so we understand, this is not how we're going to walk in this house. I either choose God or I choose the world. But today I have to choose. The Bible says it, and I'm going to read it to you one more time. And this is where I'll close. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose the day whom you'll serve. Would you prefer the gods that you served when you were in sin and you were going to hell? Or will it be the gods of the nature and the earth and the, the fields and the sky? But as for me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. And I understand I can't ever ask you to do anything as pastor if I'm not doing it myself. So I can't come to you and say, don't celebrate Halloween. And then on the sly, I go let my kids walk down the street and play trick or treat. If you ask my kids, they'll tell you, this was hard. Dad, come on, it's just Halloween. I got to protect my babies. And me and God, we're going to do it together. And let me say this to you. Because I celebrate Halloween, it's not my mama's fault. No one ever taught her this. But when I was given this wisdom, it all shut it down. And I said, never again. We're going to live as a godly household. And we're either going to proclaim God and live for God, or we're going to proclaim God and fake it. And I'm not doing the latter of those two. I'm going to live it. And my hope and prayer is that by this wisdom here today, you'll do the same thing. That you'll walk out of the pain of the past and walk into the promise that God has for you. Leave the devil behind and pick up Christ. Everybody stand to your feet.